Hey everyone, we are the Film Obsessed Couple. I am Shelly. And I'm Scott. And we're here, we're doing August, we're doing our favorite childhood films. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We had some technical difficulties starting out, so this should be fun. Yeah, yeah, that, we're recording into my iPad, and I have this USB switcher that is super sensitive. Mm -hmm. Like, if you move it, it disconnects it. Yeah. So, we've had some issues before where we record an episode and realize that it's been, like, cutting out throughout the thing. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, so I've edited that out. So, if you guys all notice, or have not noticed any issues with the episodes, that just shows you the time and care we put into it. Skills, baby. Yeah, I edit it, Shelly listens to it, and then she's like, hey, you fucked up hardcore. Yeah, this is shit. Oh my God. That's what I say. God damn it, would you fix this, please? It should be perfect. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, Jesus. So yeah, we put time and effort into this. So, and even one time, well, two times, we have recorded an episode that has been junk. Yeah. We did our very first episode we did before we had ironed out all this, how to connect everything to my iPad together. We recorded an episode as a test run. Realized we just did it with the iPad speakers, <laughs> so it sounded like we're standing 15 feet away from the mics. <laughs> and then the second time, we recorded all about Steve, and oh, yeah. we realized that it had not connected to the iPad, yeah. so we did it again. So, blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. Yeah, that was fun. We haven't done that for a while, and I don't want to do it again. Yeah. So. No, I was. I remember you know, looking at it, making sure everything recorded, and I was like, oh, no. It recorded it with the iPad speakers again. It's just like that sinking feeling in yeah. your stomach. Like, shit. I was like, is there anything I could do to fix this? Uh, if there is, please don't tell me because uh, <laughs> I don't want to know at this point. We redid it. It would make things too simple. Yeah. And we can't have that. We No, I just, that would make me feel so sick that we redid everything. But Oh, oh true. True that. So, yeah, we're doing childhood favorites today. And whose childhood favorite is this? This is mine. Yeah. Me. And I picked Little Monsters, which came out in 1989. You know, it's funny that you like things so young because I was a year old at this time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to turn away from the mic because I wasn't sure how loud that was going to be. Yes, I was nine years old. Yeah. As most of you know, if you've listened to all of our episodes, Scott and I and have an eight-year age gap, I am older but that's okay yeah, because it still doesn't matter. I'm immature and we get along great. I wish I could say that I was mature. But... <laughs> that's why I said I was immature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was just, of course, just kidding. It doesn't matter. But yeah, you you watched this. Do you remember like seeing it for the first time at all? Or you know, honestly, no. I remember watching it, which of course I watched it as a child. I don't know what how old I was, and I will say that I have had a lot of childhood trauma. So being specific in my childhood is going to be really hard, oh. but I can tell you that I did watch it mm -hmm. and I loved it. Yeah. And I watched it several times. So. What are the I thing think... in the, in the trivia and people might be like, oh, he's passing over that. I, I, I'm aware of her and I didn't mean to bring it up like that, but. No. I've you brought it up before, of course. and He's I've... heard all of it. He's sick <laughs> no. of it. In the past, <laughs> like when I've been editing before, you've said something referring to your childhood. And then I'm like, so in the movie, so anyway. I'm just like, <laughs> uh, when I edit that, I'm like, Ugh, that comes across as I don't care. Yeah. And I mean, I'm pretty open about it. I, I don't hide that stuff because I don't think anybody should. 
Yeah. I mean, how many, there's probably more people that have shitty childhoods than not, just because even well-meaning parents can fuck up a kid. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever listen to this, but my parents. Yeah. They meant the world, and look at all the problems I've got. Yeah, they love you so much, but. I know, but, you know. There are some things that they could have done differently, and just like if we ever had kids, which we're not, uh, for the, probably this exact reason. Yeah. Because I'm so scared of fucking them up. You know, I, I'm i probably overbearing and overprotective, and they would probably be some wild animal because I'd be like, no, I know how I was at your age. Don't think about boys or don't think about girls or Yeah, and then whatever. I'd be like, uh, how's it going? I'd be like afraid of the thing. Be like, how, how are you today? <laughs> Poke it. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you still alive? <laughs> anyway, enough of that. But I don't want this. To be a downer about, oh, my childhood was so bad. No. Because it had some good times. I mean, this movie definitely made it better. Yeah. Um, because it allowed me to use my imagination and kind of disassociate a little bit from what was happening. But I got to kind of pretend that I was, you know, Fred Savage. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted a monster to come up underneath my bed so bad. No. Because I'm like, I want to go in the underworld, and it looks so fun. and But then it's scary at the same time. This really isn't a kid's movie. No, and, you know, I, I'll try not to shit on this movie too much, but I can point out things that I didn't like. Hey, I did not shit on your movie. I'll just point out things that I thought didn't work. No, maybe. you can't. It's not going <laughs> to upset me. I, you know, I don't think I saw this. I, maybe I did. I remember seeing it. It wasn't yeah. popular in the theaters. Like, it was a limited yeah. release. Um, it didn't really become popular until they released it on cable and mm -hmm. VHS. I think that's how I saw it. I remember seeing it one time on TV, and it was at the part where, they're at the end, where they're, you know, where they uh, the floor goes out from under them, and they're in that, like, little cave or whatnot. Oh, okay. The like underground the foam world? Pit. <laughs> yeah. The boy, where oh, the boy's like... Oh, okay. You know, the boy's like, oh... oh. With all the stuffed animals and shit. Yeah, I was thinking it was like a foam pit, like a gym, you know. But yes, yeah, stuffed animals. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I saw that part and them fighting, and I'm just like, what the hell is this? This is crazy shit and weird. But yeah, it it definitely. Some people uh, on the IMDb trivia, I guess some critic compared it to Beetlejuice. They were like, oh, this guy, the Maurice character, is like Beetlejuice. I'm like, eh, not really. No. I mean, you don't have to say his name, and he doesn't come from. I mean, he comes below. I mean, Beetlejuice is from hell, right? No, he's just a, he's a poltergeist. Okay. He's just a dead guy that so haunts. A spirit. I mean, I don't know where he stays, but um, yeah, I, I don't see that comparison. One thing they did say is that Monsters, Inc., which is mm -hmm. what you called this movie earlier this morning. I didn't correct you. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> you were Probably like. because I read about it. Oh, yeah. You were like, oh, we got to do Monsters, Inc. later. I'm like, I'm going to let that go. <laughs> love you yeah well i love you too well they said that monsters inc is very similar to this because they come mm -hmm. through children's um bedroom doors or their closets right and you know what the main story is like a little girl goes into the monster world with them i mean somewhat similar yes but there's a lot of differences where like monster world is this kind of fully fleshed out thing where that's one of my main complaints is like the underworld in this place monster world or whatever is just it looks like just a warehouse but it's cool. To a kid, yes, it would, I bet. But it looks like it's just a bunch of stairs in a warehouse. It's a, um, oh, what do they call those fucking things? Those wood flat pallets. Yeah, pallets. It's like just a 
shit ton of pallets. It's like if a mom got a hold of a ton of pallets and wanted to make a bunch of stairs. Mm-hmm. And I say mom just because I think crafty. Oh, yeah. That's what it would look like. Yeah, I, I guess. Very, but... very um, like Tim Burton-ish. Yeah, I could imagine that. Going back to Beetlejuice, but... Yeah, I guess maybe the movie just didn't have enough money. Which, if if they made the movie today, I and it, I've I, I had some things to, to throw in here about like what I would do if I wanted to make this movie myself. Mm. But that's what I would do. I'd flesh out Monster World, make it look a little more kid friendly. Yeah, I guess so, and probably cut the cussing out of here because mm. there's some cursing, there's some smoking, there's some ripping a kid's head off. I mean, there's yeah. Remember when um it was. Oh, yes. He rips one of the monster's heads off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I don't know. They could do that. It could be like Coraline where it's a dark movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so normally I know when we start this, we kind of go, do you want to go over the cast? Yeah, let's go through it. We have uh, Fred Savage, who plays Mm -hmm. Brian. I would say he's one of the main characters because he's... He's the main, yeah. Yeah. Or or the main. You know, one of them. I think Howie Mandel is kind of a main character, too. Yeah, one of the two, yeah. I don't know who would be considered the co-host, but anyway. The (laughs) (laughs) co-host. I don't have anything on Fred Savage, except he was in a shit ton of stuff when he was younger. Yep. Yep. He was in a ton of movies. He was in the Wonder Years TV show, of course. Mm -hmm. He was in The Wizard, which was a Nintendo movie where his brother has like autism or Asperger's or something like that. And he could play Super Mario Brothers really, really well. So they travel across country to take him to this like convention to win money or whatever, I think. It's not bad if I remember right. It's been a long time, but he's in that. Right on. Um, but he, his voice just makes me laugh because as a kid specifically, I think he's from Chicago, but you can definitely tell. He's like bragging. Yeah, no, I thought, actually, I thought the accent of his brother, mm-hmm. who plays Ben Savage, who plays Eric in this movie. Yeah. I thought his accent was the cutest thing oh, yeah. in the world. And I didn't notice it when I was younger because... And, you know, you don't notice things like that. But watching it now, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that is so cute. Yeah, I guess they moved from Chicago or something. I don't know. Like Daniel Stern was a Chicago policeman or something. No, I don't. But (laughs) and and that's another thing is that his brother showed up in a lot of things, too, with him. They're like the the Culkins, you know, Macaulay Culkin. All his family showed up in everything he did. Yeah, I hope they had a better time than. I don't know. And and that's the sad thing is I couldn't find any more details. But when we were watching this, I waited until it was over to tell you that Fred Savage got fired from the Wonder Years like reboot. Mm, That's right. They were doing a new one or something. He was directing. He's a huge director now. He Mm. did a ton of It's Always Sunny episodes. But they said he got fired for misconduct. I don't know what that means. And I couldn't find anything that went more in depth. So you don't know. Yeah. You know. We'll just leave that. Yeah, leave it as it is. But it's sad to hear after he's been in the movie, the business forever. Yeah. Well, I think we all have a little misconduct inside of us. It just depends if the right thing is triggered. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Bill Murray just got fired off of something or, or got in trouble. And his excuse was like, well, I made a joke and I guess, you know, people found it inappropriate. Oh, man, I'd be screwed. <sighs> yeah, I know. But we don't know. I mean, we don't know. There's There's been throughout history some allegations of him you know being inappropriate and i just watched an interview he did with gina davis on the arsenio hall show and he's a little grabby with her so i don't know but yes that would be my fear is making a joke i think jeff garland got fired off the goldbergs because he said he kept saying vagina or something (laughs) in jokes and i'd be like i don't say that i say for jj which you hate (laughs) oh well 
I don't think uh, I don't think we would get fired off of things because I think we could read the room. You know. You think? Yeah, maybe. I, I wouldn't just... just say vagina in front of people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I even though I, we just did. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is our podcast. So fuck you. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't, if I wasn't, and granted, I know these people on these shows have been together forever. Mm-hmm. They're together for like six, seven years, so maybe you get comfortable and you know these people, but right. I, I don't know what the context of the joke that he said, but somebody didn't care for it. But may, maybe that's what it is, Fred Savage. Anyway. <laughs> Howie Mandel, Mandel yeah. um, he plays Maurice, which well, is the monster. Yes, which I'm wondering if, you know, it came out later that he has terrible OCD, mm-hmm. which which I do as well, and that's why he fist bumps everybody. But I'm wondering if, like, he could touch things okay in this movie because, like, he had that, it was it like a suit? It was a latex suit. Like, he had latex gloves with the suit on, so he felt like he could touch things okay? <laughs> um, no, he actually regrets playing this character. Why? And not because of the character itself. Mm-hmm. Like, he thinks Maurice is a great character for the show but it's because he had to spend four hours in a makeup chair to transform into maurice and then an hour after just to get it all off and he's got ocd he doesn't like people touching him yeah so he's got four hours of well five hours i guess of people touching him and he's got adhd so he can't sit still Mm -hmm. he's like i don't even have um I don't think he graduated from high school. Oh, really? Because he could not sit still. Oh, wow. And I don't know. I don't I don't think the medication for ADHD probably in his age was even there. Or if it was, it probably just made you a zombie. I don't know. Um, but he said physically it almost killed me. Wow. So he just, he's like, if I had the option to doing it again, I wouldn't do it. Even though he was so amazing. But he's like, every time... Afterwards, he would be miserable, and then he had to go and act all happy and excited. So when you watch this movie and he's all happy, excited, inside, he's wanting to just die. Oh, well. All right. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we touched on Ben Savage playing Eric, and then there's William Murray Weiss. Oh, he was a little boy. He was Eric's friend. Oh, the little nerdy kid? Yeah. And then there's Amber Barreto, who played Kirsten. Yeah, the little girl. That was kind of, I guess, the love interest. It's kind of weird to say. Yeah, she's well, a kid. That's, you know, they they were doing that. Like, back in the year, like, oh, they have, like, a crush on each other or something. But, yes, it is strange. Um, She was kind of nerdy, like Brian was. Yeah. And then we had Devin... Rattray. Rattray, who played Ronnie, and he was the school bully. We just saw this guy in an episode of a TV show we watched. Yeah. Do you know who he was? He was the first guy, that, and spoilers for the latest episode of Better Call Saul, he was the guy at the bar that they rip off the first time. He's the guy that's like making oh, all these bets. Really? Yeah, he's making all the bets with him. Like, oh, hold this matchbook on your hand. Yeah, okay. That's why I was like, I've seen that guy before. And he was also the bully big brother in Home Alone. Wow. Bu- Buzz. Okay. Well, good. Good for him. Yeah, he's, he's been around. He's keep going. Which that's part of the IMDb trivia. It's like, did you know? Did you know that he was in Home Alone, and so was Daniel Stern as one of the robbers? Hey, hey, hey did you know? <laughs> that's how I always read it. <laughs> Frank Whaley, he played Boy, mm-hmm. which was the main bad guy. He was the creepiest monster of them all. I felt. yeah, we don't really get a story about him. Mm-mm. Rick Ducumin, who played Snick. And he's like the hunchback um, henchman. 
Yeah, he's also in a TV show when um, Fred Savage is watching TV in the beginning of the movie. Uh, he is watching a show when Richter Cummins on it. Okay. We'll get there. Interesting thing about this is the production company actually went bankrupt uh, after this movie and mm-hmm. sold it to MGM. Oh, really? Um, because it didn't make shit in the box office because it was it was a limited release. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. There's a lot of cool movie posters, which I'll post on our social media, uh, which if you don't follow us, we are mainly, I'm really getting into Twitter, which I mentioned last episode, but we, we kind of are doing Instagram. I think we're kind of focusing on those. So yeah, I'll post them there. And is there more people? Um, the only other person I would mention is just the mom. Which is... Margaret Winton? Yeah, she played Holly. She's the mom. She's the mom. So, yeah, we can definitely get going. Um, The movie starts... It never comes back to it, but the movie starts with Fred Savage narrating. It Mm. shows, like, the movers kind of bringing in their stuff to this new home. And Fred Savage is all like, Oh, I I remember the first time I met my friend. (laughs) I I don't know. It's a bad Chicago accent. He's like... (laughs) You sound like... What's his name? John Leguizamo? Yes. Oh, uh, from uh, The Happening? Yes. <laughs> Drawing percentages. I don't know. Don't uh, throw your voice out like you did last oh, time. Oh, yeah. We did teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I was doing all the voices, and I threw my voice out for the rest of the day. Yeah. If you could probably hear it by the end of the episode. Probably. I'm like, Ninja Vanish. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> don't do I'm it. Not, that's all. But yes, he's like... When I met my first friend, Maurice, and I noticed one of the movers, it's like Fred Savage is standing. This movie opens in black and white, which is very strange. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Better Call Saul. It is black and white. No, that's true. But uh, one of the movers ruffles the little kid's hair as he walks away. Oh, and, dear. Yeah, I was like, boy, back in the day when you could just touch kids. I know. <laughs> and it'd be like, thank you, man. Thank you, kind man. Oh, he really likes that kid. I guess, but so yeah, that I don't know if we get an idea of where they're coming from, but the backstory mm-hmm. is is like the dad, Daniel Stern, has a new job. And this is a weird IMDB trivia where it was like, Oh, Daniel Stern plays Fred Savage's father in this movie, but he's actually in real life only nineteen years older than Fred Savage. And I'm like, That's a reasonable age. <laughs> like Yeah. He could very well be his dad. <laughs> like, okay. I, I don't get that's it. That's weird. Yeah, they're like, Daniel Stern's five years older than Fred Savage. I'd be like, okay, well, that's movie magic, right? But he could have had him at 19. It happens. Yeah. So I don't get what that point was. But yes, Daniel Stern is like, has they've moved to here. And I don't think they say where it is, right? Is it California? I, I don't. I oh, didn't. it's not California. They go there later. No, I don't have anything in my notes on where they're coming from. Yeah, but, but you don't know where the movie takes place, like where they're supposed to be at. Oh, Nope. But they're, they're moving here. It sounds like Daniel Stern, Fred Savage's dad, got a new job at this place. And yeah, and they bought, like, a shitty house. This house is so shitty. needs a lot of work. Oh. And Daniel Stern ain't doing jack shit about it. We'll see you in a minute. Yep. But, yeah, they're, they're going through. and so. But we start in the middle of the night. Fred Savage, like, sneaks downstairs from his bedroom. And he can hear that his parents are arguing. And, boy, I, I've never identified with a character more uh daniel stern you hear him yelling at his wife and he was like i've got to work a job that i don't like at hours that i hate mm. and i was like whoo been there yeah for real yeah and i mean they're just basically arguing because he's never there but i mean it sounds like he's gotta you know, work to support his family yeah 
I mean, I guess the mom's not doing jack shit either. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what she does. She's only in this for a minute or two. Mm -hmm. And then, like the mom in um, The Craft, you remember the mom who's in that movie who just never is there until the beginning and end? She's like the mom in this where you're like, oh, yeah, the mom, where is she? Where she died on a plane and we're like, what? Oh, there's a mom. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. But Fred Savage uh, goes downstairs and he makes himself a little snack of a peanut butter and he puts a giant piece of onion on it. That's disgusting. Yeah, so he's eating peanut butter and onion sandwiches. I don't like raw onions anyway. No. But I can't imagine those two going together. Like, what the hell? Yeah, and later the mom's like, when they find it, she's like, you're the only one in this house that likes eating peanut butter and onion sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how did he find that combination? Usually you get, like, one of your parents or something likes it, I would think, but... He was just experimenting. He's like, "What can I put on his sandwich?" <laughs> oh, back in the back in the days when I was in the Chicago PD, we used to eat a peanut butter and onion sandwich. Is a so yeah. So the he hears his brother screaming. Um, I don't remember what's his name in this movie. The brother Eric. Eric. Um, Eric said he saw a monster or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Stern and the mom come in and. He's like, I saw a monster, and Daniel Stern has a fucked up line where he's like, are you sure it wasn't mommy snoring? No, right. I'm like, well, obviously not. You both were fighting in the other room. Yeah, (laughs) and you guys weren't sleeping at all. But he pulls a shitty move here, too, where he's like, oh, I'll investigate under the bed for you, buddy. And then he pretends like he's getting grabbed under the bed. Yeah. (laughs) I would have been terrified. Yeah, and and Eric's all like, oh, dad. Not like, oh, my God. (laughs) Kind of reminds me of a time when I was young, and this is going to be kind of a shitty story of course but i'd have nightmares all the time when i was a kid there was reasons and my dad told me the story of the boy who cried wolf Mm -hmm. and after that i was absolutely it like backfired on him hardcore he thought oh i'll scare her so she doesn't you know because he thought i was just lying yeah i'll just scare her so she won't keep waking up because there's literally somebody in your room yeah but yeah no after that i was absolutely terrified he regrets that probably oh, to Jesus. this day. But anyway. Jesus. What a <laughs> terrible story. Sorry, but I, I, get, tell get me. Get ready the, for more. Uh, no, it was, I mean, I think he meant well, and there's no way that they would have known that there was somebody watching me. Because as I've said in a different episode, there was an actual kid in the neighborhood that would sneak in and watch me sleep. Yeah. Fucking crazy ass story. Yes. Yeah. So the little brother is asking if he can sleep with his flashlight, and I was like, why can't he get a nightlight or, like, a light on, like, sleep with the light on? But they give him a flashlight, and Daniel Stern's like, don't wear the batteries down. Like, whatever. Uh, Fred Savage, he runs upstairs while they're all talking, but Daniel Stern comes in with this night, this flashlight, and he's doing, like, the evil face with it. He yeah. has it underneath his face, and he's like, Bah! He's just trying to get his mind off of the monster that just scared him. I guess, well, whatever. It, I mean, I'm just like, he's trying to traumatize this kid even more. Yeah, you know. So in the next morning, we're all eating breakfast around the table, and Daniel Stern's dressed like a businessman this whole movie. He's got like a shirt on and suspenders like the whole time. It's business. You know, he does business. Um, he does a lot of business. I guess so. But he says, he says like Fred Savage that he's grounded or whatnot. He was like, oh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed your late night snack because they found the peanut butter sandwich or whatnot. Yeah, he's he's always yelling at this kid. Yeah, and this is where we see the guy who plays Snick or whatever when Fred Savage was watching TV at night. You see him on the talk show that oh, Fred okay. Savage is 
out of Watching. this monster. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. That's why at the end I was like, is this all in his head? Because I don't think we see any other monsters like in the real world, but that dude that plays Snick is on TV. Mm-hmm. So if we saw like Maurice, if we saw Howie Mandel like as his mailman or something, then you could be like, well, is it all in his head? He's taking people. I read something that it was like, oh, this is just a fever dream. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a movie, so whatever. It's like uh, Moon Knight, you know? He created a second personality. Mm-hmm. Which, spoilers for Moon Knight again. Sorry, everybody. Spoiling shit all over the Yeah, way. if you don't watch the show when it airs, fuck you then. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we are so behind on all of our movies, but... So Daniel Stern goes to the shelf to get, like, a cup out or something, and, uh, like, ice cream falls down and splatters all over him. Yeah. And Daniel Stern's like, you're dead, mister. Ugh. And Daniel, and Fred Savage is like, no way. Uh, why was I doing that? <laughs> why did I do that? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah. No way. He's like, no way, Dad. That wasn't me. I didn't do that. <laughs> that was better. I like that. Yeah. Hey, no way, Dad. That was not me. I did not do that. <laughs> I got up and had a couple of Chicago hot dogs. Um, and then he says something that was like, oh, well, yeah, I bet you're not the one who's been kicking doors open, leaving scuff marks all over the doors either, are you? How could you tell in this shitty house? <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, Fred Savage is, is, yes, you're right. Daniel Stern seems to just pick on him this whole movie, kind of. Mm. Daniel Stern backs out of the driveway and runs over Fred Savage's bike. And he's like, Brian! <laughs> and then he comes out and tries to be like, no, I parked it right over there. And this is just kind of leading up to what the monsters do yeah. and, and all of that. But They fuck with you. Yeah, they do. And But... Damn, this kid is just like having the worst day of his life. I know. Yeah, Fred Savage is like, my bike, my bike. Well, no way, Dad. I parked it over here. Hey. No way, Dad. Why don't you just get a slice and calm down, Dad? (laughs) So, yeah, Daniel Stern, he just keeps grounding him. I think at one point he was like, you're going to mow the lawn tomorrow. You're going to trim the hedges. You're going to take the trash out. He just keeps giving him shit to do. I remember those chores. I don't know. I don't know if kids nowadays have chores. I don't know. I I'm sure to, like, some families do. Weed the garden and snap green beans and I never did, but you know, we were talking about things my parents could have done better, you know. Could have given me some responsibility. Dusted, vacuum, scrub the floors. Shit. Easy there, Cinderella. Shit. I felt like it's Well, this is what he says. He grounds uh Fred Savage. He says, Two weeks, no T V, no allowance. And the the mom, I kind of agreed with Daniel Stern here. The mom's like, well, isn't that a little too harsh? And he's like, don't make me out to be the bad guy here, man. <laughs> Which I was like, I, I learned that from my parents. Like, if one of them made a decision, the other one stuck with it, you know? Mm-hmm. They were like, we are a couple, we're, we're united. Yeah. Like, you're not going to play one of us against each other. You're not going to, like, get sympathy from one, you know, when, when you know, we've told you to do something. Which is good. I yeah. think that's good because... Kids will play off that. Yeah. But I, I agree with Daniel Stern just because of how I was raised. But yeah, because the mom's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, shouldn't we not do that? And, you know, Fred Savage is right there in front of her. And he's like, don't make me out to be the bad guy, man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that was for the movie. But in real life, it would probably best if she like, let me pull you aside and we'll talk about this. Yeah. And be like, you know, we talked about it while you were at school. And uh, your dad's a real asshole. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He was reacting in the moment. Yeah, well, so this is where we meet um, Eric's friend, Todd. He's mm-hmm. like a little nerdy kid. He's got glasses, and they think they're talking about stuff like 
the monster under his bed or something. But Fred Savage runs up to the bus and he's like, he's like, yo, Eric, what happened to my bike? You left my bike out. Yeah, he was like blaming on his little brother because, I mean, that's what big brothers and little brothers think. I guess so. Right, like that, right? Well, yeah, I would imagine. Especially if you don't know the monsters exist, you were like, well, mom and dad wouldn't have done it, so Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. And um, and so Fred Savage, in retaliation, takes Eric's lunch and throws it out the window. So Colby, go hungry, you fucking idiot. (laughs) I think he does curse in this. He says something. Oh, I don't know. I didn't write it. So this is where we meet Buzz from Home Alone. What's his name in this? Oh, Devin Rattray. Rattray, that's right. Devin Rattray, yep. Devin Rattray plays the bully. Well, what's his name in the movie, though, I meant? Oh, um, Ronnie. Ronnie. So Ronnie, the bully, comes up, and he's like, who is the dead man that threw the sandwich? It's kind of like in that scene in Dumb and Dumber where he throws the salt over his shoulder. Where he's (laughs) like, oh, if you throw some salt over your shoulder, it's good luck, and he throws the whole thing over. (laughs) And that, that hillbilly guy gets up and he's like, who's the dead man that threw the salt? So, yeah, he comes on the bus and he's like, who's the dead man that threw his lunch out the window? Eek. And I think he, no, he says Eric because it's written on his lunch. He's like, who's That's right. Eric? That's who's right. the dead man named Eric? And Fred Savage is like, hey, pick on someone your own side. And so they start fighting and stuff. And I think the bus stops real quick. So, like, the they have the sandwich or something out and, like, the food, like, the sandwich like goes all over the bully yeah because the bus driver's basically yelling at him to sit their ass down yeah they're like what the fuck man the, the, the bus drivers you know the, at least the bus drivers i had in school just were over it <laughs> they oh yeah they all hated their life yeah i think i had one really good one but the rest it was just yeah uh, yeah i remember i had a bus driver when i was in uh, middle school like the last few years of middle school and he would stop at this house, like, two houses down from my parents. And then he would not stop anywhere else. He would just go around the cul-de-sac, which is the dumbest thing. And then, so I had to get off and walk. Now, you're probably saying, what's the big deal? But I, in my mind at the time, I'm like, you go right by my parents' house. Like, you go yeah. right by it. Like, what is the point of not stopping? And he was like, no, I don't stop there. I have to stop down here, and, you know, I'm not going to stop again. So... I was just like, what? I don't get it. Like, it was so dumb. I Well, I know my mom used to be a school bus driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had very specific rules on, like, where she had to stop. Oh, I bet. I bet. So I'm, I'm thinking that was probably why. Yeah. But, and she was a good school bus driver. I actually rode along with her a couple times. I would, like, be sick from school. Yeah. <laughs> and ride with her. It was so fun. Well, go figure she's a good mom or a good person to the other kids. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, she was good to me, too. It just had other things in mind. Yeah, well. Other alternative motives. Yeah, I guess so. Well, and the bully, when he gets knocked down on the bus, he says, or the the school bus driver, when he gets knocked down, says, everybody sit down or I will destroy you. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty funny. And then at the school, we meet back up and the bully goes up to Brian and, you know, he's... They start kind of getting into it, and the principal sees Brian, like, shove him or something, so the principal takes him away. Um, We don't know, really, if he gets in trouble with the principal. I mean, I think he gets in trouble, but we don't know if this is the reason that he has to. But he next scene, he's in science class, or he goes to the science class, and he meets the girl. Um, Kirsten. Kirsten, Kirsten, yeah. She's like a science nerd. It comes off. She's doing, like, this some sort of experiment with a plant. Mm-hmm. And 
Brian gives her some advice. He was like, oh, you know, because she says something like she's taking a picture of it every day. Right. And he's like, oh, you know what you should do when you're done with that is you should, uh, now I'm turning into Peter Falk. <laughs> he's like, you know what you should do when you're done with that? You should uh, take all those Polaroids and make it into a flip book. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe so. And it, it's revealed here that she has the key for some reason to the supply closet in the science classroom. Which will come in play later. Yeah, they come in there and the, it's got like a ton of bulbs and stuff because she's using a bulb, I think, for the plant. Batteries, like the big kind with the wires on top. Yeah. Which I and, don't even know if they exist anymore. I don't know, but he's all like, wow, yeah, this may come in handy if we ever uh, fight monsters later. Yeah, if we ever need to power up some Megalite. Yeah. So Fred Savage and his brother are walking home and... He, the brother, like, dares him, I think, to stay in his room because he's all like, oh, there's a monster in my room. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, there's not. There's no such thing as monsters except for the people I arrested in Chicago. <laughs> and he's like, no, there's monsters. And he's like, I dare you to stay in my room for the night. It's like, I double dare you. Yeah. He's all like, what? You double dare? Oh, it's on. So we cut to at night, and Daniel Stern is talking to Fred Savage, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of you for switching rooms for your brother. You know, he was very scared, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you. And we see Eric and the friend Todd in the, in his room, and they're, like, telling scary stories. And this friend is telling, like, a, he's telling stories like my mom, where he's like, and then the man went into the room. Oh, wait, did I say that the room was uh, moaning or so? He heard, like, <laughs> scary noises from a room? Yeah, yeah, he heard it. Then he went into the room, and wait, did I? He's just going back and forth about things he forgot. <laughs> Oh, and I think he even had the flashlight up, like the scary, like up yeah. to his face, like scary face, scary face flashlight. Yeah, I think so. Well, Fred Savage, the room is like right beneath where his brother is. So he hears him and he takes like a hockey stick and pounds on the ceiling, scaring them both. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Just fun kid stuff. So I think he leaves or something and he comes back and he finds that Eric's room is destroyed. Mm-hmm. And he tries to turn on the light, but it didn't work. Yeah, he's like, turn the lights on, it doesn't work. He sees a light on in the closet, and he opens it, and the TV's in there. Yeah. Playing the old fly, I think. Not the one with Jeff Goldblum, but the one from, like, the 50s. I just put, like, a, it was showing a spider eating someone. Yeah, in that movie, there's a man in the spider web, and he's like, help me. And I put some old movie. <laughs> <laughs> well. I should have been like, Scott might know. <laughs> I do. Uh, Fred Savage is looking for the remote, and he sees the remote get, like, sucked under the bed. Mm -hmm. It's just laying on the floor. It's like, whoosh. Like, holy shit. So then it cuts to the morning, and he's been sleeping on the couch all night. <laughs> and the friend and Eric are like, oh, oh boy, chicken. And he's like, double or nothing. Yeah. So he, uh, one thing we don't really touch on is, like, he, he's very um, handy because he takes his bike apart and makes, like, this contraption to where whenever he hears something, like, he can press the... He puts, like, a rubber band on the brake handle on his bike, and he has that handle, like, right next to him. So what he can do is just release it, and the bed is going to, like, fall down, trapping whatever's under it. Yeah, he cuts that rubber band, and it releases the the uh, brake. Yeah. The It's like the bike brake that you have to squeeze to brake, and it releases it, and then it drops the bed. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. So we see him at dinner, and he is just, like, eating the shit out of this dinner. He's just, like, wolfing it down, and yeah. it's funny. Everyone at dinner is, like, looking at him, like, what the fuck? I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah. There's no time to eat. And he's like, Mom, can I take the flashlight? And you know what's really funny here is that it shows him in bed then next at night, and his mom's like, 
well, Fred, Fred Savage, what are you doing in bed? It's only 9.15. <laughs> I'm like, 9.15? I, I probably would have been in bed at that time for school, especially if I was younger. I am asleep by 9.15 in my old age. <laughs> well, it just made me laugh. It's like a school night. I definitely went to bed early. Really? I think I went to bed at like 10. Yeah, I think it was, that was more 10. I, I mean, when I was, especially in high school, stayed up a lot, slept I, a lot. Yeah, I wish I did more. I... I was, I, it was probably my OCD, but I had this schedule where I was like, I need to get eight hours. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. And I think it was on more OCD meds at the time that made me sleepy. But my friends always would make fun of me because we would stay up super late and then I would sleep in, get like eight hours of sleep no matter what. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's Scott, always sleeping into like 11 or 12. I'm like, well, we stayed up till four. <laughs> I'm I like, know. I like the other night I didn't sleep very well because of migraines and stuff. And I hate that feeling, that miserable feeling of mm-hmm. like, I've been up all night. I only got like two hours of sleep. It's, I think if I didn't take my OCD meds, I could be like my dad. My dad doesn't need much sleep. He's always up. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, but no, with these meds, I am so tired if I don't get a- enough sleep. No, I'm the same way. If yeah. I don't get at least eight hours, I mean, nine, nine is, you know, perfect. Yeah. Nine, I am on cloud nine. Ha <laughs> um, But yeah, that it's really hard to do that when you're an adult and you yeah. have a dog that's on steroids. Yeah, and they wake you up at the specific time. Yeah. I did sleep in until seven this morning. Oh, nice. So he lays the trap out and he puts Doritos down as bait. Yeah, big, um, maybe a sponsor. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Is Doritos what, paid to be in this movie. Is that what we call it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was the old school Dorito bag chip that I remember. Mm-hmm. It was kind of neat. Yeah. So he wakes up. His alarm, I saw it said like 545 or something in the morning. Or his dad, I think, says it later. But he hears something and he releases the trap and the bed goes down. Trapping. Mm-hmm. It's Maurice. He traps Maurice in the room with him. Right. Um, he like run, He jumps on him and they roll around on the ground and... Um, the dad comes in and turns the lights on and Maurice turns into a pile of clothes. Yeah. And I think this is where the dad, maybe he was like, it's five o'clock in the morning. Like, what the hell's going on in here? What are you doing? I think he gets pissed off because he sees like how dirty it is. There's like clothes everywhere, which is Maurice, but he also sees all the Dorito chips and shit. And he's mm-hmm. just like, what the hell's going on in here, Brian? <laughs> oh, this is where he starts listing the chores where he's like, you're going to mow the lawn. You're going to, he just lists all these different chores for him. Great. Okay, dad. Bye. So he leaves and and Fred Savage sees the clothes start to like kind of reform into a person and he puts like a bucket over it. Yeah. He's like, ah. I mean, gosh, can you imagine as a kid seeing that? That's some scary shit. Yeah, no, I know. And uh, well, he reforms and he takes the bucket off his head and his eyes pop out at Fred Savage. Oh, yeah. He's like, Bleh! his eyes come out. and Which is not a bad. It's still not bad. I mean, I think they could do it better today with all the advances, but it was still pretty good. It doesn't look terrible. You're right. Yeah. And um, Maurice, he has a weird line. Fred Savage is like, I'll scream. And Maurice is like, well, well, well if you scream, your dad's going to come in here and blow your head off with a shotgun. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Uh, but this is where I put he's Robin Williamsing around. I wonder how much of this oh was improv. Gosh, yeah. Because he's like, oh, look at this. Oh, my God. How you doing there, bud? Look at this. Ooh, exactly. He's just all over the place. He's like a freaking bouncy ball and you hit it on the ground. And yeah. Like, ding, 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 ding. He's trying to do Robin Williams, I feel. 
but that's how it feels to me because he as he's doing his maricing around he hits the light shade and like the sunlight sun is coming up mm-hmm. and he hits him and he falls down into a pile of clothes and he starts melting and he's asking fred savage to help him he's like oh please help me and fred savage is like He's like, nah, I'm gonna fucking watch you die. He's like, you, you were the one that did all this shit to me and got me in trouble. Yeah, the, and the one thing that the sunlight did is it caused uh, Maurice to grow a couple of horns. When he comes back, yeah, he's got horns. He's mm-hmm. like, oh Jesus! But he has some weird lines here where he's like, oh Brian, how do you like your eggs scrambled or sunny side up? <laughs> And he says something here where he's like, the sunlight hurts you or something. And he's like, oh, do you have me confused with the pansy and the red cape? Which, Superman, the sun helps him. I mean, it makes him stronger. Oh, So I guess he's talking about Superman. I don't know. Huh. So he completely melts. He's making some weird noises. Like, I don't know. And then Fred Savage, he like puts the clothes underneath the bed. And I think he closes the, the shade. Um, and then Maurice comes back. He has he lifts the bed completely up, and he's got like sunglasses on now. And yes, you're right. He has horns that he points out. He's like, "Oh God, I got horns. I'm a freak." <laughs> and he's like, "Catch you later, Brian." He's just like I, the coolest guy in the world. Oh yeah. No, I was like, "Oh wow, he's a nice monster." I guess he just reminds me of the Simpsons episode where they make a joke about shows that have been on for so long, introducing characters to make people watch it and they introduce that character named Roy and he's just like it's so funny in the episode he was like oh shows like this always introduce new characters when they're struggling and he's like hey Mr. S like oh hello Roy <laughs> but he's always, but that's how I imagine Maurice being like, he's like hey Mr. S I'm gonna go to California with two sexy ladies or however he says it so the next morning this is where I point out that the that Daniel Stern doesn't really seem to be doing much because the wife is like painting the living room mm-hmm. and he's just sitting watching a basketball game. Uh, some, yeah, sports game. Yeah. And he's flipping back and forth, I think, through him, but he can't find the clicker. And I mean, the wife is giving him like a shitty look in the background. The and clicker? he, well, that's what he says it, I think. Does he? Because <laughs> like, that's an old term. Yeah. He can't find it. And he's like, where's the, where's the clicker? And he runs out or he opens the window and he's like, Brian, Eric, have you guys seen the the clickers? And they're like, no. Like, no. What are you talking about? Because he says something. that was like, well, Boston's playing, and I can't, or the Celtics are playing, and I can't want flip back and forth. So this movie kind of moves pretty quickly. I know we're taking our time with it, but we go back at night now, and Maurice, he, Fred Savage is laying at night, laying in bed, and he hears um, they've switched rooms back. Mm-hmm. Brian is in his room, and Eric's in his. So he, Brian is laying in his bed and he hears Eric scream. And then Maurice comes out from under his bed and he's like, what the fuck, man? Why'd you move beds? Where are you at? What's going on? And Maurice is all like, whoa, man, you know, it's not cool to change rooms. Your brother, man, he's going to, he he needs to calm down. He's going to have a heart attack by the time he's 10. <laughs> Fred Savage is saying like, where are my batteries at for the remote or whatnot? And he was like, oh, I, I, I ate them. He's like, I'd give them back, but they make me constipated. <laughs> That's kind of weird. I'm like, why would batteries he's why would just, a monster need to eat batteries he's just going off <laughs> he's just saying whatever yeah he, he's like a spaz he was a little much for me like i remember yeah. as a kid i really liked it but like when i when we watched it i'm just like whoa can he just take a second i know yeah he he eats a booger here and he's like well i thought it was something good but it's not fred savage asked him if he's gonna grant him three wishes and he's like i'm not a genie and 
Maurice invites him to go underneath the bed with him, and, and Fred Savage is like, I can't. And he's like, can't, can't, I hate the word can't. Um, Maurice gives like a weird speech at this point. He There's like an American flag that comes out from behind him. But he gives this speech about like, it's the American way to do what you want and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, boy. Um, Not anymore. He's like, if we want to watch Letterman or the Playboy channel, it, we can. And he's like, it's about freedom. And the American flag drops out behind him. So it's just strange. He... Yeah, he's definitely, uh, just Robin Williams just comes to mind every time he's doing this. It really does. I wonder how he would do if he played this part, or would have done. I don't know. I I don't know. It probably would have been better. (laughs) But I just, I love Robin Williams so much. Oh, me too. So Fred Savage agrees, and he's like, oh, you can't bring your flashlight down here. Um, He's like, you can't bring your flashlights? He says something, and was like, you you can't even bring your Christmas lights. He says it like in a, (laughs) a feminine voice. Oh, gosh. So they go underneath the bed, and this is where we were talking about the place. It's like a looks like a big warehouse with just stairs everywhere, and there's these lights kind of just shooting around like stars. It looks like stars. Yeah. Yeah. So he sees like different monsters, and you know the monsters look okay. They're different ones. I mean, when they play baseball later, there's one that has like bunny ears or whatever, rabbit ears on, Mm -hmm. and they just look all weird and different and stuff. And they go to an arcade. They're playing and. This I could understand a kid enjoying, you know, a big arcade room. Yeah, pinball, man. I love pinball. Yeah, he's playing and Maurice is like, no, 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 you got to do it like this. He's like, there's no tilt in our world. Yeah. What's tilt? I can't remember. It's when you like try to move it. Oh, yeah. So the the ball will move because that's the only way that I can win. I I love pinball, but I suck. Yeah, it. I don't know. It's just more luck. It's just kind of a lot of luck, I think. Um... To get inside the arcade, uh, Maurice farts. He, the guy's like, what's the password? And he's like... Yeah, that's a little... <laughs> he takes Fred Savage then after the arcade to a room of infinite food. He sh- There's like a bug lady working at like this desk and they give him assignments and like different rooms to go into, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the whole time Maurice is like telling him how wonderful it is down here. There's no parents. There's no rules. Yeah. You know, it's, everything is just so cool. Yeah, very crazy. So... Maurice takes him now on his Santa Claus-like journey through the night of going to different rooms and yeah. fucking with kids. And just terrorizing kids, like, wreaking havoc. And just, I feel so bad for these kids. Yeah, one in one kid's house, he puts a shoe of the kid in ink and, like, makes footprints in the carpet. Yeah. Plastic wrap over the toilet in one room. A lot of drop dead Fred shit. Yeah, peanut butter on the phone. There's one that I'm sure um, Howie Mandel must have passed out on. Maybe that's not even him in the makeup, but mm-hmm. there's one where he puts a Q-tip in his ear and he pulls it out and it's got like all this green shit on it. Yeah, like and he earwax. puts it back. Um, keep going. But he keeps telling Brian all this stuff. He was like, "We're the reason that kids get time out and get locked in the room. We're the reason the brothers hate their sisters." And Fred Savage seems to be enjoying himself, too. Yeah, he's having fun. He's like, oh, I like pulling pranks on people. I guess. Well, here we go. We go to the bully's the room, bully's Ronnie. house. Yeah, yeah. And they find his lunch in the fridge. And he puts, uh, Maurice brings out like a little can of cat food. And he opens it with his teeth. Was it cat food? It's so funny. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I thought happened. That they read his sandwich and it said tuna. Mm-hmm. And then they switched it from tuna to chicken. And I'm just like, what's the big deal about that? Yeah, right. You're like, ooh, (laughs) 
Wow, those guys are hardcore. Like, uh, chicken's probably better than tuna. Yeah. Well, you no, know, Maurice opens it with his teeth. He like his teeth are like a can opener. Yeah. He's like, and yes, he puts the cat food on it. And this is one of the most disgusting parts is yeah, they right? dump out his big thing of apple juice. No, he chugs it. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, Maurice chugs it because he then pees it out back into the bottle. Yeah. And it's like frothy and foamy. It is. I'm like, what's wrong with that guy? It's got way too much head on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Maurice, you're, you got to get checked out, you man. You got to tilt that a little bit so you don't get so much head. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, Maurice, have you been to the doctor? He's like, oh, God, I have testicular cancer. It is very yellow, too. And then it turns into a a movie of Fred Savage supporting his dying friend. (laughs) I'll never forget you, Brian. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd be like, Monster needs to drink some more water. Yeah, because I I put it in my notes here. I was like, it's super foamy. What the hell is going on with Maurice? So in the morning, we see instances of kids getting yelled at, like their parents are yelling at these (laughs) different kids. And one's like, I'll take a lie detector test. I swear (laughs) to God. It's very grown up. Yeah. Maurice gives Fred Savage sunglasses. His sunglasses. He's like, here you go. You're going to need these in the morning or whatnot. Yeah, because he's like a cool kid that stays up all night. Parties. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he, no, he puts his glasses on like he's been doing cocaine all night. He might as well have been. <laughs> it's like I've been partying at Studio 54. <laughs> so he's in the, you know, he's at lunchtime and he's hanging out with uh, Kirsten and then they're like, oh, watch this. Watch this bully. And he eats oh, his sandwich gosh. and he's all like, oh, God. So he opens up his apple juice and drinks it and spits it all over the – well, he spits it all over the principal. Yes. And he all, goes, of his, all over his junk. Yeah. And he goes, who put piss in my apple juice? <laughs> and all the kids are like laughing and cheering. And Fred Savage does this weird thing where he grabs Kirsten. He yeah. like kind of like folds over her or something. And then he like laughs. Maybe that's why he got fired from the Wonder Years is they're like – Back when you were in Little Monsters, you you held that girl. Well, I don't know. She, he was just all like, yeah, and then he grabbed a hold of her, like, oh, like, right, shaking her. I don't know. It it was a it it seemed weird to me. I don't know if kids. I don't know. It was yeah, just, it was weird. No, it is. Well, so we're cut back to nighttime, and Fred goes under the bed, and he and and Maurice is like, hey man, you're a natural coming through the portal. He's like, I had to really work at it or something the first time, but you did it yourself this time. And they never go back to that on, like, how hard it is to go through the portal because everyone just does it naturally. But there's, like, a little girl sitting on the stairs, the little girl monster, mm-hmm. and Maurice pulls down Fred Savage's pants in front of her. I think he's got his boxers on still. Mm-hmm. But you hear this little girl go, nice ass. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a kid's movie. This is great. <laughs> this is great. That's something that I would have laughed at as a kid, I bet. Oh, yeah. I watched messed up movies as I was a kid when I was a kid, and it was really hard to pick for this one because it was either this one or what was that movie that I can never think of the name? Oh, the one we watched, the Night of the Demons or something. Yeah, Night of the Demons, which we'll, we'll be probably doing be doing that doing, in October. Yes. That's a that is I watched that so many times. Really? Like, oh my gosh, I loved that movie. And it is so not for kids. No. There no. is sex, there's nudity, there's Whoa. Yeah, no, that's what, yeah. That, that's what I watched as a kid. You know, I, you know, my parents really didn't monitor what I watched either. So <laughs> at some point in this sequence, Maurice says over the shoulder boulder holder referring <laughs> to boobs. I don't know why I think or what. it's a bra. Yeah. Um, they go into this little girl's room, Kirsten, because Fred Savage wants to see her. And Maurice 
he's like hovering over her and he does like his tongue weird. He's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yes. whoa, that doesn't. That, uh, was, that was way inappropriate. I'm like, that doesn't age well. And anyway, Fred Savage sees that she has a picture of him in her room. She has it like hanging up on her dresser. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh my gosh, she has a picture of me on her dresser. She really likes me. Um, while he's like looking and he's all like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Maurice has her homework. She has like this paper mm-hmm. and his hand turns into a dog. Which, he doesn't do anything like this again, like where he can magically turn into different items. But his hand turns into a dog, and he's like, oh, shh, shh, no, don't do it. And then the dog eats the homework. Yeah, which I thought was cool. But yeah, I w- that would have been nice to have more of that. Yeah. But it was still a neat, neat little moment. But then I was like, not her paper. I know. Yeah, you're like, oh, dude. No. And And Marie says, oh, it's man's best friend. His right hand. Ah. Don't think he was talking about a dog. No, not at all. <laughs> well, um, we cut back to Brian's house, and his brother Eric wakes up, and he hears the parents arguing again. And uh, about he... sex. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I have it in my notes about sex. I'm like, sex. What? What about that? But yes, or something like that. He's like, it's been three weeks or whatever. I don't know. Jesus. He uh, goes to Fred's Savage's room and finds that he's missing. Yeah, he just finds pillows. Yeah. Well, we cut back to the monster world, and this is where we see Snick for the first time. He's like smoking. He's got the biggest ass neck you've ever seen. Does. What's very funny though is that on him, on his makeup, when he moves, his hair stays, but his forehead <laughs> moves. So it's like a solid piece that they yeah. probably just fit around his head. That was pretty bad. He's always smoking, too, and he's like, where's that bar? Mm-hmm. And uh, he rips the head off of a little monster and throws it into a basket. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, after, like, trying to poke its eye out and yeah. rip out his cheek or whatever. Yeah, he's like, lay up. <sighs> uh, we get the basketball scene, or the baseball scene here, where they're walking in the, in the underworld, and... They walk by a bunch of, like, fine china, and a baseball hits it. Yeah. And Fred Savage is like, oh, what's this? What's going on? And Maurice's line is, we take your shit, we break your shit, and we put the shit back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, he's like, we call it monster ball, Brian. So, basically, it's baseball, but when they hit it, they try to hit it at breakable stuff like glass. Which, in the trivia, apparently the kid that plays Eric is one of these monsters that's playing baseball. And you, if you pause it just right, you can see him. They say that he's, I think he's the first monster that they see at bat, but they're playing and the song, I wrote it in my notes that plays during this scene is so strange. It's like, I love the sound of breaking glass. Yeah. I'm like, what? I, what? I liked it. You liked the song? I did. I just was like, that's a weird ass song. The movie ends with a great song from the Talking Heads, but this, I was like, whoa, that's strange. It's like, write a song during this scene where they're breaking glass and like, what should I write this song about? Breaking glass. Breaking glass is fun to do. I love the sound (laughs) of breaking glass. It's better than that. I can't think of exactly how it went, but I remember. I'm like, it's kind of catchy. So one monster hits this baseball, and it goes flying. And Fred Savage is like, oh, I got it. So he runs into a part of the underground where there's nobody. And he sees, like, these giant steps. So he kind of starts walking up there, and he runs into Snick. Yeah, he's like, I can just go anywhere. I'm fine. I'm the only human down here. It's totally fine. Yeah, he, Snick, like, holds him over the side of these stairs, and he's all like, well, I can break your fucking neck. Or he says something about breaking his neck, I wrote. Yeah, he threatens to kill him, and he's like, nobody goes up boy's stairs. I'm like, who? Boy? The boy, yeah, that's just his name. He's like, oh, no one comes up boy's stairs. 
How I would have made this movie better is that have the boy be Maurice. Which I, well, no, I understand mm. you want Maurice to be a good guy, but boy, it would have been cool if he's like friends and then it turns out that they're all just trying to get him to come down there to eat him or kill him, you know, but I, and there, there is a little bit to that, but yeah, there, yeah, later there's a little bit, but I, I guess one Maurice is like a good yeah. monster ish, but he's still a monster. Yeah. I'm, I guess another way to do it is to have the boy show up earlier because he's only shows up at the very end mm -hmm. and you're like, who the hell is this? And he's like, creepy. He is. Yeah. He's like, who is this? And then like, he's the villain. I'm like, well, I have no idea what he's doing. Yeah. They've kind of suggested him. They've talked about him. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. More of him would have been good. They could have had Maurice at some point been like, oh, Brian, this is the guy that runs the place. His name's the boy. And he's like, hi, Brian. How are you doing? <laughs> And he's like, all good. Exactly. Welcome to my underworld. Everybody's having fun. And then later he's like, oh, I'm trying to get you to come down here because we will feed or something. But yeah, he just shows up and he's like, I want you down here forever, Brian. Like, why? No, no. Movie's over. We have no time left. Mm -hmm. I just wanted you down here. <laughs> but Maurice does show up and kind of talks Snick out of hurting Brian. Yeah, he says, ever since Snick got a hunch on his back, he's been a real bitch. Yeah, I guess maybe he got hit by the sunlight and grew a hunchback. I guess, I don't know, but that's another thing they don't really talk about, is if you get hit, you grow extra shit, I guess. Maybe. But Fred Savage says, damn it, Maurice, who was that? Like, he says, <laughs> damn, damn it. it. Yeah, damn it, Maurice, who was that? I don't even, does he even, like, explain to him who the boy is, or does he just say he works for the boy? I don't know, yeah, we don't really get yeah. anything. No, don't really, except that that is the specific staircase goes up to his lair i guess yeah which we'll see in a minute but uh we cut to the next morning and eric and his friend todd are discussing the fact that fred savage wasn't in bed at night and todd is like well maybe he went outside for a smoke <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that's what kids do and probably at that time really yeah and and this is where i i wrote in my notes because fred savage shows up to science class with these sunglasses on mm -hmm. and i'm like he looks like he has been co doing coke all night yeah and dude, I he when does he sleep? He's just down there hanging out with exactly. Maurice. I'm like, when does this guy sleep? He's on like a five day bender. I, I don't know how he's functioning. But they're doing like science project stuff and the teacher's all like, Well, Kristen, do you have your paper on your project? And she's like, Yes, I do and she opens it and her papers are like shredded. Yeah. And uh Fred Savage knows that it was Yeah, so we cut back to him with Maurice and he's all pissed off at him. And he's like, she got a failing grade, Maurice. Yeah. And he's like, how could you do that? How, you're a fucking monster. How could you be a monster? I don't get it. Like, there was nothing that showed that this was ever going to happen. But um, I have it in here. Again, none of this makes sense in my notes, but I have it where Maurice says he yells at a window and screams, oh, window pain. Yeah, that's right. Like, I mean, like, window pane, get it, but I don't know why. <laughs> this, yeah, I don't remember either. My notes read that I was just, like, I was trying to do stand-up comedy and was just writing notes down. Like, <laughs> window pane, is that funny? Uh, I, th I think this is where he's in his room, because Maurice is in his room, like, talking to Brian, and Brian's all like, I'm not coming. Yeah, he's like, I'm not coming down there with you, Maurice. And he's like, oh, Brian, you really like this girl. And then he just keeps going, Brian's got a girlfriend, Brian's no, got a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, how old are you? Calm down. Um... I mean, and Fred Savage is like, go back to your dumb underworld and leave me alone. And then there's the, I think he goes back and this is where Fred Savage's dad comes in. And he's like, we, uh, we have something to tell you. Mm -hmm. He's like, can you guys come downstairs? We're going to have a talk. 
like, oh, shit, this yeah. isn't good. And, and Daniel Stern's like, oh, do you want a piggyback ride on the way down? And he goes, sure, daddy. Yeah. Like, mm. Teesh. I don't think I ever called my dad daddy. No. And that is just so over-sexualized now these days. It is, right? It just sounds bad. Like, if you ever called me daddy, I'd be like, no. That kind of makes me want to throw up. No. We don't do that. No. I mean, if that's your thing, listeners, then get it. Not not mine. I saw this, like, meme or something where it was like, you know, they show people, like, when they were younger and skinnier and then, like, guys that are now buff and built. And it's like, he went from saying, I'll have her home at five, sir, to... Now she calls me daddy, too. And I'm just like, daddy. Yeah. I I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me. No, you're right. It's very over-sexualized. It's just, yeah. Anyway, moving on. So uh, they do that in the South Park game, I think. The one I was just finished playing. Mm. Where they're like, hey, daddy. I'm like, "Mm." Oh, yeah. The The whores. (laughs) Prostitutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. And his mom. Cartman's mom, too. She's like, oh, hello, daddy. You want some money? I thought it was like the Hooters... But it's not the Hooters. What are they called? Raisins. Raisins, yeah. Thank God, no, it wasn't them. It was the the prostitutes. Classy. That's right. With the, I forget how they say it, but like with the penis fucking the L out of the A or something. The, the way her <laughs> name is spelled. They say it several times in the game. I can't remember. Uh, but the, yes, this is where in the movie we get that they are going to, the parents are going to be living apart. Yep. They're not divorcing. They're just separating. Yeah, the dad's like, I'm going to live in the city for a while. And this, this is pretty fucking heartbreaking but eric is like dad i'll be good i'll be good yeah. don't you don't have to worry i'll be good that was so sad and yeah and fred savage is pretty pissed off he's like they're getting divorced yeah and it's it's tough like i remember when my parents decided to get divorced um unfortunately they did not approach it like this oh yeah uh it was very traumatic i was four years old so I remember it. Really? Usually when you're four, you don't remember anything unless it is kind of traumatic. Yeah. But yeah, they were fighting so like bad. And then my mom just left. That was it. Huh? That was it. Damn. Uh, my mom has was married before she met my dad and had me. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully it wasn't traumatic for my sister. Might have been. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it, it's just kids don't understand. Yeah. You know, they can't put, they can't understand why their parents don't love each other because they love their parents so much. Right. And then they, I know some will probably think like Eric does here in this scene that it's his fault. Mm-hmm. Which it's oh, like, yeah. It's not. They, you know, some people grow apart or shouldn't be together, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, through that, because they did it so healthy, I had like abandonment issues yeah. and things like that. So, I mean, really fucked up. But it's cool. I mean, and I don't mean to be, like, heavy right now. Yeah. Um, it's my childhood, so I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fred Savage, he storms off in anger, and, and Maurice is in his room, and he says he hear, he heard everything, and that he's sorry that they're getting divorced. Yeah, and... this is when he kind of calms down a little bit. Yeah, fucking took his Ritalin for the day or something, but Fred Savage says he hates his family, and, you know, uh, Maurice is all like, well, I don't. He's like, you. at least you have a family. Well, I mean, he's just like, no, you don't. You're just, you're kind of upset right now. And uh, and Maurice kind of talks about how Fred Savage is his only friend because if he wasn't, then he would have it where his parents were blaming him for shooting Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I Yeah, th- I'm glad you pointed that out because I wrote my notes. I didn't clarify. But yeah, he's like, if you weren't my friend, I would make it to where your parents blamed you for Abe Lincoln's death. They're like, wow. All right. 
He, I guess he would plant the revolver that killed Lincoln in his bedroom or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know how the hell you would do that. I don't know how that would happen, but they decided, you know, they're going to need to blow off some steam. So that's when Fred Savage decides to go back to the underworld. And this little part is very creepy to me. Yeah, because he's all, the, like, he goes down and all the monsters are, like, kind of walking towards a direction together. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Brian, hey, come on, this is going to be fun. And they come out into a little baby's room. A baby? They come under a baby's crib? Yeah, and they're all trying to scare the shit out of it. I'm like, babies should be off limits that don't, don't mess with babies. Which I'm like, is this kid now a serial killer? You think that kid grew up to be a, like, he would be my age now, this baby. Do you think, oh, God, was it me? Did my parents put me in this movie? <laughs> Is that why I have, like, all this stuff from my childhood? <laughs> they were like, we just wanted you to be in a movie. It was coming to, to Springfield. <laughs> we filmed it here. You were the baby where all the monsters were freaking it out. But, I mean, even Fred Savage is like, no, I'm not going to scare a baby. Yeah, and, and Maurice has a line here. He's like, hey, Brian, these are all my friends. I'm like, wait a minute. You just said you don't have friends. Uh, that's right. But, yeah, he's he's pissed off. He's all like, He's like, guys, like, knock it the fuck off. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's a baby. And he's like, Brian, do you want a chance to scare the shit? He's like, blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, freaking out, man. Yeah, but Maurice explains that it's a character builder for the baby. It builds a character. I guess. I also wrote in my notes, I hope these monsters weren't around this baby in real life. Like, maybe they just, like, filmed the monsters and then filmed the baby and put it together. But I'm sure back in the 80s, they were like, this baby's not going to be traumatized from this. Just do it. That'd be fine. So Fred Savage, uh, Brian, is pissed off. So Brian opens the door to the hallway, and the light from the hallway turns his hand into, like, it disappears. Yeah, because he wants it to stop. He wants them to stop scaring this baby, because now it's crying. So he tries to flip on the light, but the light switch doesn't work. So he's like, fine, I'll open the door. And then his arm shrinks. Yeah. And he's all like, holy shit. He's like, oh, geez, what is this about? So Fred escapes the house, and he shows him walking by the nerd's house. Thank God this house was in his town, because mm. he just walks out of this baby's house and goes, and he's walking by Todd, the nerd's house. Todd is sleeping in a treehouse, like two stories up, it looks like. Yeah. And he just rolls over in his sleep and falls out of the tree. <laughs> he's fine, though. It's fine. And yeah, he wakes up, and he's all like, oh, Brian? Wow. And... and Todd turns his flashlight on Fred Savage, and that's his arm disappears again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my God. So then Fred Savage is like, um, I've got to do some research. Yeah, he's a scientist about this. you got to give him that. He goes through his baby book and sees, like, how tall he was or, mm-hmm. like, they were measuring. And he measures himself and sees that he's shrinking. Which I don't understand that. No, they don't go back to that one. That doesn't – they don't explain exactly what that means because, I mean – and none of the other monsters. I mean, there's some short ones, but that's just kind of like the monster that it is. I guess. Yeah, they don't come back to why he's changing like this. And um, he's losing weight as well. I guess he stands on a scale. Shows that he's like, losing yeah. weight. Um, there's a funny scene where the next morning the mom is talking to like a friend. And the friend's all like, oh, how's, how are the kids taking it? And the mom's like, well, Brian's sawing all the legs off of all the beds. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I guess it beats him becoming an axe murderer in 10 years. You know, there's that. So we cut down to the underworld, and now Snick is pissed off at Maurice that the that Brian got away. That yep. he, he's like, we almost had him. Almost had him, man. Oh, and then this is where Maurice is like, don't make me mad. You know what happens when I get mad. Like, if I put it in my notes here that a face pops out of his head. Like a little guy pops out of the top of his head. 
Okay. I can't quite remember it, though. Yeah, me either, but I, I wrote it in my notes because I wrote, what the hell? I put <laughs> a little guy pops out of his head. So Sure. Like, um, oh, what is that where the little alien pops out of the stomach? Oh, alien. Was it alien? Yeah. But it, was it the one that sings? Well, that's Spaceballs. Okay, yeah. Hello, Spaceballs. my baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. That's so fucking awesome. That is the same actor from Alien in that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, reprised his role. Cool. So Snake is like, oh, well, if you can't get him, then I will. And we cut to Brian's house in the living room, and the couch starts unfolding itself, and the bed comes out, and Snake gets out from under the bed. Yep, Savage didn't think about the sleeper sofa. Uh-uh. Always forget it. Uh, the mom wakes Fred Savage up in the morning saying that Eric is gone. She's like, well, did you hear where he went? Did you see what happened to him? Like, where did he go? Mm. You see what happened where he his bed is just directly on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, he assaulted it completely off. And I was like, if if he did that to me, I'd be so pissed off because I don't want to sleep directly on the floor. No. <laughs> be like, no, mom, it's a good, it's for a good reason. <laughs> not letting these masters get in here. Be like, uh, I'm not sleeping directly on the floor, Brian. Fred Savage goes to Todd's house and knocks on his window and... The nerd makes a cross with his fingers like he's a vampire. <laughs> and, and here we go. The Fred Savage is like, the monsters took Eric. And Todd goes, which monsters? And then Fred Savage goes, the little monsters. What? Maybe that's why he was shrinking. I guess he's becoming little, little but Maurice is not little. And there are other monsters that are not little. Yeah, I know it doesn't make sense. It doesn't sense. make sense. I, I know it. it. I know it. Calm down. Well, I wasn't saying anything. You I need just, to I don't calm get down it. right I don't now. Get it. <laughs> Fred Savage goes to the girl's house and he tells her that he needs help with the science project, which I'm guessing it's like night. It's nighttime, it looks like. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need help with the science project. It's like four in the morning. Can you come down here and help me with my science project? No, it's not sex. I know, it's not sex. <laughs> Jesus. It's like they don't believe him, but they. Sh- but Fred shows that he goes under the bed. Oh, okay. One, I, I was like, I know I wrote something in my notes. When they go to Kirsten's house, she has a night shirt on. That has like this sexy girl with a toaster. Really? uh, Popping out of like a toaster on her butt with toast popping out of it. Oh my God. I meant to research what the fuck that was because it's just like a sexy girl and then there's like a toaster sitting on her behind. And then I don't know why I said behind because, you know, (laughs) proper here. And then the toast is popping out of the toaster. Does it mean that she's hot? Like her. She, she's hot got buns. a hot, hot piece of ass. Hot buns. I don't know. <laughs> I think a hot piece of ass. I think we figured it out. Um, she's I, so hot it causes toast to pop out of a toaster. Well, that's nothing. I typed in t-shirt, sexy girl toaster for ass. <laughs> and uh, got to throw this phone away now. <laughs> I totally missed that. That's hilarious. Yeah, who knows? Probably a weird 80s shirt, I guess. I, I was just like, this does not look like a little girl's night shirt i don't remember ever i mean maybe betty boop was the sexiest thing yeah there's some risque yeah for sure and that was it oh well i'll have to go back and look at that thing that's crazy but um nobody believes fred savage until he goes under the bed he like goes under disappears comes back and they're like the nerds like holy shit yeah I'm like another curse word. Here we go. Yeah. Well, they go to the si- the school, and, and this movie is moving at such a quick pace that we don't get anything. I'm like, how they got into there? Nah, I mean, you know. Yeah, they get in there and steal all the lights, and Fred Savage like puts it together and wires it, and the nerd is like, 
wow, Brian, that's really cool. How, why, I don't know why you keep getting Fs in science. Yeah, exactly. I think at this time, the schools never lock their doors anyway, so they it could maybe, just walk right in. Maybe so. Well, um, They go down, they have like flashlights and stuff, and they're in the underworld, and Fred Savage sets his clock on his watch, and he's like, I said it for sunrise. He's like, if we, don't, if we stay down here after sunrise, we become monsters as well. Trapped. Yeah, he's like, all right, guys, you go up here. I'm going to go get my brother. And, and Todd's like, no, I'm coming with you. And Kirsten's like, in the name of science, I'm coming too. <laughs> so they all drop down into the world. And Todd is like, it's a parallel dimension. Mm. So all these monsters are around him, and they turn the flashlights on. Like, they keep turning them on everybody. Yeah. And as they walk by, you just see a shit ton of piles of clothes around them. they like... Not killing them, just kind of knocking them out as they go around, right, I guess. Right, yeah, exactly. Just kind of so they don't stop them. They go up to the staircase, and Fred Savage is like, the boy is in there. Which I think this, I think this is real. I think that, I mean, this looks like a set. You oh, know? Like, yeah, yeah. It's I'm not, like, no, it's not real, honey. Well, it's honey. not real, but like, <laughs> back in the day, it was all, you know, built. Like, mm-hmm. it was a completely real set, so no, you gotta give them it. that. Yeah. Yeah, that, so the boy, he looks human. He's got like, um... Oh, a little... Like a bo- school uniform school on. School uniform. Yeah, he's got... It's like the longer shorts mm-hmm. and the tie and the little jacket. And he looks human, except it looks like his hair is painted on. Well, it, it, the camera pans around his back, and he looks like that dude in Men in Black with the skin, you know, falling off. Yeah. But all of it is, like, clipped on. He's got, like, hair clips and pins, like, holding it around his body. Yeah, he's like a, a little boy doll. Yeah, I don't know. So, Fred, he says, you know, he's like, where's Eric? You know, I need, I want my brother back. And the boy's like, well, you know, you, you can take Eric, but if you stay, you'll be in charge. And his hand, he, like, points to him or something, but his hand has, like, bruises and lesions and stuff all over it. It, like it, was, it looked like it was rotting. Yeah, it, it, he, his skin is not real, I guess. he's You see his face in a minute, and it mm-hmm. looks crazy. But there's a little stuffed animal because they're around all these toys. Yeah. But, like, this little stuffed animal starts drilling into Fred Savage's shoe. Yeah. And he kicks it away. There's a lot of some crazy stuff that these stuffed animals and shit. Yeah, well, and this is where you see the boy's skin is all, like, pinned together behind him. And he's like, where's my brother? And... He shows Eric is on a huge dartboard next to him, and he starts throwing darts at him. Yeah, like those big lawn darts, not like tiny little, like, bar darts. I don't know. It's it's very strange. And then Fred is like, I'm going to count to ten, and you're going to give me my brother. Yeah. I'm like, just go for it. Why give him to ten? I know. I'm like, you got all this stuff. Just do it. Because this is where, it's kind of like the movie Toys with Robin Williams, speaking of, where, yeah. like... All these toys start fighting, like these planes are shooting at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten is standing, and like these saws come out of the floor. Yeah, I I thought this part was kind of cool. I get, yeah, it's very strange. And a stuffed animal comes out from like behind a curtain, and it's like, "Hey, Brian, are you looking for your brother?" And then Snake just pops out, and he's like, "Ah, it was me. I was holding the little toy out." I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Okay, you got me, buddy. <laughs> I guess. Well. I think they start shining lights on everybody. I think they shine the lights on the boy here. Mm-hmm. And the boy comes around the corner and his face looks like a, kind of like a rep- reptile type thing. Yeah, it was. it's almost like a brain with a face. Yeah. It's, it's the only way I can describe uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I know you're right. It's like the face that he had is belted away and you see kind of like this bug underneath. Yeah. It looks bug-like. Yeah, it does. 
So they rip off Star Wars here and they drop the three kids into a Star Wars style trash compactor where all the stuffed toys are. And they're all stuck down there and they and this, they find Maurice. He's down there as well. Yes. Uh, one of his horns is broken. He says something of like two inches lower and the boy would be talking to his lawyer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Um, and they're like, well, how are we going to get out of here? And they're like, well, maybe we can make a light or something and slide the clothes underneath the door. And the girl makes a flashlight from a pencil. Yeah, there's a pencil and then like an old crank telephone. Yeah. And they make light with yeah. that, which I don't know if you really can. I don't know. I didn't look that up to see and there was nothing in the trivia that that was false. But yeah, she like they put like two pencils or something together with a wire and they crank it and it generates light and Maurice falls into clothing again. And they slide him underneath the door and he, which I said, thank goodness there's a gap to where you could slide clothes uh-huh. underneath this door. Yeah, big enough gap for that. So they're waiting for him, and then you hear him on the other side. He goes like, uh, do you guys know how to pick a combination lock? And yeah. he opens the door, and he's like, ah, I'm just kidding. Gotcha. He's like, I know all hope is lost, but I'm still just kidding. <laughs> so I guess they escape, go back to the school to get more supplies. And it shows Maurice go into the bully's room. He, yeah. Like, he gets into the bully's room, and uh, we, we come back. They are now in the boy's room again, but they've got, like baseball equipment on like pads Mm -hmm. and football helmets but they've got lights attached to every part of them like lights on their head their chest their hands and they're ready for war man yeah and then the uh all the cables and stuff for these lights go back to a battery that ronnie the bully is standing in the back and he's ready to like put them to a battery yeah which i thought was cool they don't explain why they're friends now no (laughs) He's got sunglasses on and he like smiles. He's like, eh, like, oh, I'm going to do it. Maybe I'm guessing Maurice kind of told him everything and he was all like, cool, I want to help. I guess. I don't know. Um, the, bull, the boy is all like, well, if you guys stay here for another hour, you're just going to be monsters like us. So it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So Fred's like, say goodnight, boy. And they attach the cables to the battery and all the lights go on. And this is the end of the boy. He just fucking dies here. Yeah. It- it was, um, this, this part was just a little weird. Yeah. Like, they knew that they had lights before, right? So, and the, the boy is just standing there. Snick is just standing there. They're all just like, okay, sure. They're like, sure. Go yeah, ahead. Just go, go ahead and turn your lights on. Yeah, Snake goes like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the boy is just completely obliterated here. Um, Snake, you see him starting to put himself together. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go, they run up and they're trying to find Eric and they find him in a jack-in-the-box. And, uh, Fred Savage's alarm goes off because he set it to go off for like 10 minutes before sunrise yeah, or something. shit. And he's like, oh, we gotta get out of here. But they find Eric in this jack-in-the-box and they get him and you see Snake, like, grab Fred Savage from behind or something. He's all like, Rah! he's back together. And then somehow... Uh, speaking of that book I'm reading, the the novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah, they rip the end of that off where Leo torches that girl. Uh, Maurice comes in with a flamethrower and torches Snake. He's like, Snake, got a light? Hey, man, and, any movie with a flamethrower, <laughs> it, it's got to be badass. I guess, yeah. You know, um, Snake, or no, Maurice was drinking, you know, uh, whiskey sours in his pool. Hell yeah. Maurice falls in his pool, like, screaming. So, you know, Maurice got out, got the flamethrower, and 
torch like, this or torch get, this girl. Get it on. All the other monsters are, are really happy that Snake is dead too. They're just like they, they're all cheering. Happy. They're just so happy. But now the kids are like, how are we going to get home? Yeah, before Maurice torches Snake, they say, we have a minute to get out of here. Which mm-hmm. I'm like, a minute? <laughs> Holy shit. And then when Maurice torches him, he says, ding dong, the witch is dead. Or no, he says, ding dong, the dick is dead. Whoa. So they go back to their bedroom to get up in the portal from underneath and it's closed. Shit. And they're like, oh, god damn, like, we were too late. And this is where we, I think we both said it when the movie was over. Wouldn't it be night somewhere no matter what? Mm-hmm. They could go to China. Exactly. They're all like, "Oh God," because they're all freaking out and they're sad. And um, Maurice is like, "It's too late. You guys can't get back over." And the nerd is like, "We've dissected our last frog." <laughs> and he's like, "We're stuck down here forever." And Ronnie, the bully, is like, "Well, I can live with that." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's what is like, going on at your home? Now? I know he's probably a reason why he's a bully. I guess. Well, Fred's like, "I can't handle that." So they start running to other portals to see if they can't get in beds in other areas. Yeah, they go through St. Louis. Mm -hmm. They go past Denver. They try Phoenix. They see Chicago, obviously. He's like, oh, my old old town, Chicago. (laughs) Where I'm from. And they pass like a monster. They're trying to find the bed in this place. And she's like smoking. Mm -hmm. You know, like her body's on fire. Yeah, and they're like, well, that (laughs) sun's up in that area. Let's keep going. I think she said, oh, try California. Yeah, so they go to California, and the portal's still open, thankfully. So they all get out, like um, Todd and Kirsten and the bully, Ronnie, they get out, and they're coming up from underneath like a, a lawn chair that this homeless man is sleeping yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought, that is awesome. I don't yeah. know who thought of that, but I mean, when you think of bed, I mean, it's just, it's different for everybody. Yeah. So this bed for this homeless guy is this lounge chair this on lounge the beach. Chair. Yeah, exactly, and... The uh, Ronnie, when he sees them all like going up through this portal, he's like, radical, man. Mm-hmm. And when he gets out, this is kind of a funny line, but when he gets out from underneath the chair, he sees the homeless man sleeping and he's like, oh, pardon me, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's a very weird, weird guy. So Fred Savage is last and he's saying his goodbyes to Maurice. Why? Can he never see him again? I, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? That was in the trivia as well, where it was like, nothing in the movie says he couldn't ever see him again. Yeah, but I remember as a kid crying. Really? Part. Oh my gosh. Well, he's all like, you're the best friend I ever had, Maurice. And he's like, but wait a minute. What about, you know, me being down here and my arm disappearing? And he was like, oh, nothing's permanent, man. He's like, you just sleep it off or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, he's like, you're the best friend I ever had, Maurice. And Maurice gives him his jacket through this whole movie. He's wearing like this kind of jacket. Jean jacket. Yeah, type. it's like the, it's got like a bunch of symbols and stuff like. Patches. Patches ironed on mm-hmm. and. He gives it to Fred Savage, and he's like, oh, great, thanks. I got you junk. Great. <laughs> I'm going to have to throw this away for you. All right. Uh, no, he's all like, he likes it. He thinks it's cool. Yeah, he does. And Maurice has a line where he's like, I can get another one. Like, this means nothing to me. You can t- keep this. And they do this thing throughout the movie that we forgot where they, they, like, they slap hands, they hit elbows, and then they smash their heads together really mm-hmm. hard. But this time they do it really sad. Like, they're like... Slap hands, slap Slow. hands, elbow, and then they just kind of hold their heads together. Yeah. And, and, and Maurice, before that, is all like, well, I imagine you're going to get married to this girl pretty soon and have kids, right? And he's like, nah. What? We're just friends, dude. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that was all for nothing. But he's like, nah, nah. Maurice is like, when there's a bed, there's a way. And then he goes up and gets out, and the kids celebrate in California. They're in a beach, and they're celebrating. And then during the credits, 
it shows them call the parents. I think that's during the credits, right? Um, can't remember, but they call from a payphone. You know that. Just yeah, shows the time. They do call the parents on a payphone, yes, and the mom and dad are together. And I think one of them says something like, we're fine, we're fine now. Yeah. Uh, so it's implied that, like, them running away has brought them together, which kids, don't do that. Yeah, please, <laughs> for the love of God, do not run away. Yeah, but I think they say they're fine, and the parents are like, where are you? And they're like, uh, Modesto or something like that. And he's like, Modesto, yeah, Modesto, know. where is that? And he's like, California. And Daniel Stern's like, how the hell did they get to California? This is Malibu, I think. Or Malibu, yeah, yeah. yeah, which, by the way, Malibu, like, he says, where's Malibu? I'm like... You've never Hello? heard of Malibu? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I've never been there and I've heard of it. Even though I know this. This is, that's sad. But he's like, well, how the hell did you get to California? And Fred Savage is like, it's a long story cut. And that's it. Scene. And the, and the credits have scenes from the movie we watched. Like it shows clips of what we just watched as if we forgot it. And they they end with the Talking head songs. Like, We're on the road to nowhere. I also read that they put the crunching of the Doritos in the credits as well. Oh, really? Just like a little sound effect. All right. Um, this movie's not bad. I, I do think that there could have been things done that made it better. But Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't say that about any movie, of course. but Or you can say that about any film. But um, it was okay. If I watched it as a kid, I probably would have liked it a lot more. The thought of going into like this new world, and then I would have really enjoyed the whole like we've got we're on a mission, we've got to save my brother. That yeah, would, I would have thought that would like have been really, pretty cool. Really play that a lot yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that could have been explained. Overall, I still liked it. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is just the meaning that it had to me as a kid, just being able to dream. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just even though this was kind of a wicked movie, it still was. You know, better than what I was going through. Yeah. So, so, anyway. Well, cool. That ends Childhood Favorites Month. Yeah, thank goodness. Whew. Now that we're bi-weekly, Can't. I know it feels like we just started it, but we're ending it. Yeah. So, now we'll be in September, which I can at least tell you will be Crime Month. Oh, yay. So. Yeah, we'll- this bi-weekly and. By the time you hear this, we're going to be back from a New York trip, which we can't wait to tell you all about. Yeah. I know we're going to have so much fun and probably uh, also have some fun stories to say or to tell you about people in New York. And I will be starting school again. So lots of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, we'll be cultured. I'll be talking like Fred Savage for real. Yeah, right? Be like, hey, everybody, I'm back from New York. I'll be like not changing because I can't do accents. <laughs> Sorry. So, great. Well, we'll keep you updated on what movies are coming next, uh, what celebrity spotlights we might be doing. Just follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and if you have any suggestions or if you want to email us about pretty much anything, you can email us at thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail.com. We'd love to hear back from you. Uh, Share with a friend, rate, review, all that fun stuff that everybody says uh, is greatly appreciated. Well, great. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.